Welcome to the Contextual Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matthew Coots, an award-winning author of the book, Contextual Intelligence, How Thinking in 3D Can Help Resolve Complexity, Uncertainty, and Ambiguity. This is our inaugural episode, and I'm really excited you decided to join us today for this exciting look into something that's been a passion of mine for over two decades now, and that's the exploration and understanding of contextual intelligence and how applying contextual intelligence can lead to navigating uncertainty and high performance in the workplace and in life. Well, welcome to this, my first episode of the Contextual Intelligence Podcast, and I think it's only appropriate that we start at the beginning of the book and throw proper credit out to where credit is due, and a lot of the ideas that generated from this idea of contextual intelligence came to me in my own personal study uh, uh, in the convergence of two areas. One, the, the traditional research and interest in human performance uh, and corporate performance and then also there's a time in ancient Israel's history where David was becoming king of Israel and at that time there was a particular tribe the tribe of Issachar that came to David to offer their services to help in this transition that the country and David was going through. And it says that the tribe of Issachar had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. And if I wanted to start with anything at all, it's important to note that contextual intelligence is about learning to understand the times and then acting intelligently by knowing what to do. And I think one of the things that's critical that we understand when we talk about contextual intelligence, it is a twofold capacity. And first and foremost, it's having the ability to understand what's going on in the environment around you. What are the variables? What are the factors? What are the the situations that make up the time, the the ethos, uh, the kairos moment? And, And that's about the specific era that you're in. It's not about chronological time. It's not that they knew what time it was. It's that they understood the ethos. They understood the zeitgeist, which is the German word for a very similar process. And it's exactly that that so many people fail to recognize. And once we do that, that in and of itself isn't enough. There's another thing that we need to be able to do, and that's to act appropriately once we make that determination. One of the things that I like to use as an example is a medical diagnosis. A lot of times there's a di- a physician will perform or, or conduct a, a history and, and they'll do special tests and, and they'll go through the whole diagnostic process and then they'll determine what it is, what the condition is, what the illness is, what the injury is, and they make that determination and they don't just stop there. A good physician won't just stop at, oh, you have a, a grade three tear of your anterior cruciate ligament, or you have a uh, diagnosis with some particular illness or, or disease. And they don't just stop there. After they make the diagnosis, they then prescribe a certain intervention for you to begin to participate in, for you to begin to engage in so that you can begin your recovery and start the healing process. And it's no different here. And the tribe of Issachar had capacity to discern what was going on in the environment. In other words, they had the ability to make a diagnosis of the context. They could understand what the variables were, what the factors were, what the conditions were that contributed 
to a certain or specific situation and environment. And then once they made that determination, they were able to act appropriately and not just go on hearsay, not just go on precedent, not just go on history, not fall victim to logical fallacies and heuristics and things like that. Of we'll just what happened yesterday will happen again and, and repeat those kinds of things. They actually knew what needed to be done in that particular situation at that moment. And it was specific, and, and their behavior and their response was specific to the particular situation that they diagnosed or found themselves in. In other words, they acted differently in each situation that they found themselves in, and they knew how to recognize those situations and then had the, the requisite experience and the requisite foresight to be able to act appropriately once they made a determination of what was going on around them. And if we want to tie that into corporate performance or just the quality of life that we live, it's critical that we understand so much of what we do relative to performing well, living life well, succeeding in our relationships, succeeding in our careers, succeeding as a parent, as a friend, whatever it might be, is, is dependent upon those two things as well. Being able to discern and understand and recognize what are the variables, what are the factors that are currently affecting life right now in this real moment, in this moment of time, in the present. And then once they make that determination, it's then knowing, all right, well, what experiences do I have? What capacities do I have? What skills do I have? What competencies do I have that enable me to perform as needed based on this diagnosis of the environment and a lot of times what happens is people fail in their attempt to exercise the appropriate behavior because of they either misdiagnosed the environment and they didn't know the time they were in accurately or they didn't have the requisite tools or the requisite skills to behave according to what the situation demanded. And that's a major failure, but fortunately for us, it's something that can be taught and something that can be learned. This is what contextual intelligence is about. Contextual intelligence is about learning the skills, learning the thinking rules and the thinking process behind being able to recognize what's going on in real time around us, identifying the variables that are affecting the situations that we find ourselves in. And then once we do that, we, we're able then to pull from the requisite experiences and even create new capacities or what uh, that creation of new capacity, some people call meta skills. In other words, we put to use meta skills and we begin to behave in a way that we maybe have never behaved before or didn't even know we had the capacity to do. But once we do that, we find that we are able to perform well in a particular environment. You know, in the book, Contextual Intelligence, and the introduction, we set the tone by talking about the leadership landscape today and how critical it is to understand that it's changing. Now, that might sound obvious, but it, I'm always surprised, I'm still surprised at how often 
the obvious needs to be stated. And, and the reason is, is because even though we say it, we don't necessarily understand what that means for our actions and for our behavior. So yes, the environment is changing. We're in that post-COVID world. We're in a VUCA world. VUCA stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. We're in a turbulent world. We're in an uncertain world. You know, all, all the kinds of things that are going on around us. And, and that's almost become cliche. And, and the risk and danger of, of the cliche-ness of that, if I can use that, that made-up phrase, is that we take it for granted and that we don't really pay attention to what's going on. And, and we, just, we just say it and we don't recognize the consequences of the reality of that. And the fact is the reality of the pace of change and the complexity that we find ourselves in really means that we have to rethink leadership and we have to rethink performance. So often we just, we say these things like life is changing, life's hard, life's complex, etc. We're living in chaotic times, unprecedented times, whatever it might be. And then we just leave it there and we fail to go to the next stage in in that process and recognize, well, if indeed that is true, that means that I must begin to think differently, behave differently, and acquire and pull on new skills to be able to perform in this new environment. And it reminds me of something that Alvin Toffler said in his 1970 book, Future Shock, and again, this is this is a paraphrase. He didn't actually say it this way, but it's attributed to him uh, saying this way, and he says that the illiterate of the 21st century won't be those who can't read or write, but those who are unwilling to learn, unlearn, and relearn. And man, did he prove to be right in that. So much of saying things like, well, life is hard, we're in turbulent times, VUCA, all those things we just talked about, and then failing to respond to them by unlearning and relearning is the new illiteracy. And so often, so many people aren't able to cope with the environment that they're in. They're not able to interact and provide value to the people around them, to the teams they're a part of, to the relationships that they're in, because they won't unlearn and relearn. They are, in fact, acting as if they're the new kind of illiterate that Alvin Toffler was talking about. And it's critical that we understand if we want to be successful in the marketplace today, if we want to be successful in the relationships that we're engaging in today, if we want to be successful in being able to uh, innovate and create new ideas and create new uh, uh, opportunities for ourselves and for the people around us and the people we work with and the people we love, we have to be able to navigate complexity instead of trying to avoid complexity. We have to be able to embrace and appreciate chaos instead of trying to steer away from it and pull people out of it. And that's one of the things that as leaders, it's so important we understand about this new world that we're in is chaos is no longer the enemy. Chaos now must be viewed as an opportunity. And for those of us who have the tendency or the propensity uh, propensity to view chaos as something to be avoided and something to pull people out of, we are already irrelevant and obsolete. And what's critically important is that we understand chaos, complexity, the turbulence that we've been talking about is actually an opportunity for us to improve. It's an opportunity. It's a it's a signpost. It's a flag to us, a mile marker, as it were, that it's time to unlearn and relearn. And that's really what the sons of Issachar, the tribe of Issachar that I mentioned at 
at the beginning was able to do. They discerned the times. And that's critically important because discerning the times means that every moment needs focus. Every moment needs to uh, be paid attention to. And we can't take for granted what we think is going to happen because of what used to happen or because of what did happen. And that's a critical error that so many leaders make in the world today. And we have to understand that every moment needs to be discerned. Every moment needs to be evaluated. And every moment is made up by different variables and different factors. And the way to recognize the moment is to recognize the variables and factors that are converging in this present real moment of time to make the moment that we're in. And once we can do that and learn the techniques of recognizing those variables, recognizing those factors, developing the interpersonal skills that are required to recognize those, developing the emotional intelligence skills that are necessary to recognize those, developing the uh, personal awareness skills that are necessary in recognizing those things, then we begin to be able to take the next step, and that's knowing what to do, the appropriate action that needs to be implemented so that I can take advantage of what I just was able to recognize and see. And anyways, the introduction talks about how critical it is that we understand the key performance indicators are in fact a moving target. And for years, for decades, people, uh, employees, staff, we uh, ourselves as employees would complain about the, the metrics of the moving target and how success is, is a moving target. And, and, what, and we would get upset with our managers and our supervisors and our bosses when they, when, when they would present something to us, a target, a goal, an out, a, a needed outcome or something like that. And, and, and they would move and shift the target on us. The metric of success shifted as we, as we began to engage in whatever we thought was needed to remedy whatever uh, goal we were after or problem we were trying to solve. The reality is there's a moving target. The target is always moving, and this new world that we're in, this new normal that we're in, we have to recognize that the moving target is the norm, and the moving target is an opportunity to innovate, to create, to excel. And the leader and the successful leader in this time frame understands the moving target reality and begins to develop the skills that are necessary to meet metrics and to generate outcomes in a moving target reality. And that's really, really important for us to understand. So that's a critical piece when we talk about the idea of contextual intelligence. The other thing that I wanted to just mention from the introduction about contextual intelligence is as dramatic changes occur right before our eyes, and we know that that's happening, it's important to remember that these three key factors will help us identify and, and navigate and, and, and cope with those moving targets. One, that the evolving leadership landscape. So the modern leadership landscape is not only complex, but it's more complex than we even realize. And that constant change due to all kinds of things, the gig economy, shifting demographics, globalization, and all the things that are going with technology and all those things mean that traditional leadership approaches have to be changed and have to be challenged. If we fail to do that, we will always struggle to adapt and we will always struggle with irrelevance. 
and even perhaps being obsolete. So we have to understand that leadership landscape is always evolving. In fact, evolving probably isn't even the right term. It's actually emergent. There's things erupting all of the time that seem to or appear to come out of nowhere. But actually, if you take a step back and look for a minute, you'll recognize that they were in fact predictable. The second thing is the incredible need for contextual intelligence because of this reality. To succeed in this dynamic world, leaders must develop contextual intelligence, which again, helps us understand and adapt to the unpredictable, the non-linear, the non-sequential, and it's manifest by being able to transition between the different contexts we find ourselves in. For example, so often we think of uh, success relative to particular settings or particular contexts. For example, I might be really good communicator at work, but a really lousy communicator at home with my family. That's no longer acceptable because of the blurring of the lines, because of the 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 um, you know how difficult it is to maintain sacred space anymore, and and the life bleeds over into work, work leaves, bleeds over into life, and to the fact that we have virtual office now, telecommuting, all the things that are going on, the boundaries that once existed, or at least tried to exist, aren't there anymore, and if they are there, they're incredibly fuzzy. And because of that, there's a new skill emerging that every leader has to be able to demonstrate effectively, and that's the ease and quick transition between contexts. And then finally, the third piece is the mental adaptation and innovation that's required. Successful leaders must be willing to adapt and innovate. This is, a, this is an expectation. Now, it is just the reality of the way things are. If we are stuck with our old paradigms, our old, old mindsets, our our old models, we will not be able to adapt and be resilient and be agile, or even, I'll go so far as say, even learn, uh, and, and which is critical. Remember, about we need to learn, unlearn, and relearn, and if we, that process can't even start if we can't learn. And if we're not willing to be adaptive and innovation in our thinking, then that process is, is lost from the beginning. So it's critical to understand that we have to learn to learn. We have to learn to identify the variables in a particular context. And, and the mindsets that got us here won't be the mindsets that can get us to the next place. And of course, uh, I'm sure all of you listeners or many of you listeners are very familiar with Carol Dweck and her, her research on mindsets. And she talks about the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. This is perfectly uh, applicable here as well. People who are given to a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is someone who just believes this is the way I am. This is the way I was born. I have these particular skills. I have these particular preferences. And I need to interact. And everybody needs to accommodate me and my preferences and my mindsets in order to be successful. Listen, that's just not going to work anymore. We have to have a growth mindset, which is where we challenge ourselves to always believe we can learn more, do more, be more and that there's no such thing as static existence. So this eradicates the idea that the leader's job is to maintain the status quo. Listen, that's completely false. That might have been true 50 years ago, but it is certainly not true today. If you are trying to maintain the status quo, whether you're a leader or just in your own personal life, just trying to keep things uh, as they are, you're already behind, and you're going to find 
your life to be incredibly frustrating and you're going to find that few people, if anybody, are going to be willing to follow you. We have to be willing to jettison the idea of status quo and embrace the idea of that I need to continue to to agitate or perturbate or change or disrupt the things around me. And that's really what a leader does today. They actually help people get comfortable with chaos. They help people get comfortable with disruption. They help people get comfortable with those moving targets we talked about. And that's what leadership success is today. And that's what contextual intelligence is ultimately about. It's about learning to be able to do that yourself for yourself. And it's also being able to learn how to communicate that ability and that those meta skills to the people around you, to the people who you love in your families, your communities, your neighborhoods, etc., the people who you're related to, as well as the people who you work with, either as a supervisor or as a follower uh, in, in, every, uh, in all 360 degrees of the workplace. So that's really, really important concept to have. So that's how I wanted to introduce this first part of Contextual Intelligence Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this very first episode. We're going to take the next uh, several episodes, and we're just going to go through each chapter of this book one at a time and talk about some of the key ideas, episode by episode, chapter by chapter, in this Contextual Intelligence book. And again, the title is Contextual Intelligence, How Thinking in 3D Can Help Resolve Complexity, Uncertainty, and Ambiguity. And stay tuned at the end here. There's going to be information. Uh, information for how you can get in touch with me and how you can get in contact uh, to purchase the book for yourself and for your organization. Thanks so much for sticking around. If you'd like information on how to get my book, the best place is to go to my website, www.matthewcoots.com. That's www.m-a-t-t-h-e-w-k-u-t-z.com. I will also include links in my show notes to my website as well as my other social media. I also have a Shopify page where you can access some of my other books that I hope you will find interesting as well. Again, best place to get a copy of Contextual Intelligence is through my website at www.matthewcoots.com. 